All right, man. Are you ready for a good ass show? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait until you have to yeah. man. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we are. We're back again. It's another edition. It's another episode of my show. And he came into this world as a reject. Look into these eyes and you'll see the size of the flames. Dwelling up the past is burning up his brain. Everything that burns has to learn from the pain. It's that guy over there. Hey. What the hell? <laughs> hey. Apparently this reject's name is Alex, and they invited me back this week like they always do because they're idiots. But as always, I'm introduced to I – don't, I don't know if he's the best to ever do it anymore, but it's that guy right <laughs> over there. I did it all for the nookie. Come on, uh, the nookie. Come on, so you can take that uh, cookie. Uh, it's me. It's one take. Jake back in the saddle again. But we are joined. It would not be the show that we know and love today. I get my letterman on. I got a pen in my hand. It's a third man in the booth. The mouth of the deep south. Our agent of chaos. It's Robin. Should I be feeling bad? Should I be feeling good? It's kind of sad on the leftist stock in my neighborhood. Them biscuit getting lots of love tonight. What's up? Limp biscuit uh, needs to get zero love hey, ever. Dude, I have a Limp Biscuit snowboard, and I will not take you disparaging the good damn name of Limp Biscuit. It's almost as cool as my jerky snowboard. That's true, dude. That Alberto, <laughs> like, I don't know Alberto. if you've heard that story. Like, tell, tell the story of the Alberto snowboard oh, before. God. So, um, I used to hang out with, uh, a couple Church people makers. that, no, they, they, uh, at the time, the, the dude of the couple was the son of a guy who owns like nine gas stations and they would occasionally get promotional shit. And at one point he, the son was given three Oberto's snowboards and we were hanging out in the garage playing beer pong one night, and I was like, why do you have those? And he's like, they gave them to me. You want one? I'm like, yes, I do. I'm going to learn to snowboard. It was the beef board for the longest time. Yeah, so we called the, I call it a jerky board. And then I put a bunch of stickers on it so that like it covers up most of the stuff on top that says Oberto's. <laughs> and it, you just see like some of the red and green at the end, and then the rest is like... All it's, it's actually kind of cool. The the top part, the bottom though, definitely says Oberto's. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh boy. You're gonna find out. You you find out years later that like it was a promotional collaboration between Jerky and like Burton, and you actually have like a, an incredibly high quality snowboard. <laughs> they just stamped. Jerky I've on it. never looked that up. I'm gonna see if it's actually made. It's got to be made by somebody good, right? You'd you'd think. I mean, it didn't break when you took it down the hill. No, and I used it for years. Just be super funny to find out. Like they just gave you like a free top of the line yeah, snowboard. Three hundred dollar board. Yeah, nobody wanted it because it was Oberto or Obert boat, whatever. However, that stupid jerky. <laughs> Old trapper is the way to go. And let's just be honest. Uh, it kind of reminds me of like the whole Alberto branding thing is like there. I was watching the the show West Coast Customs with my grandpa, and because he loves that sort of shit, and they're like so. they did a car for the guy who own who owns Monster Sa- uh, Audio, 
and it covered the whole roof in monster logos and I'm like that only looks cool for the guy who owns monster <laughs> like right it's the car version of the oberto snowboard i yeah. found a picture of one that That's i the, awesome. the same exact one i have but i don't i can't find anything else in the group i can't find anything on but like yeah it's got this cool design and i covered everything up except for like or i covered all the stuff that says it says oh boy oberto on the end of it <laughs> and i covered all the stuff that said oberto so it just says oh boy <laughs> there's there's stickers nice. all over the Oberto part, and then the other end looks kind of cool, so I just left it. That's oh boy! Uh, oh boy! <laughs> that was oh funny. Oh boy! Oberto. Yeah. Terrible. Well, we've got a lot of shit to get to uh, today. Um, first thing, like we've got to talk about. So we've got a lot of F1 news that we got to talk about. Oh Jesus! What? A fucking race. Holy. There was a race? Shit. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. I only saw that dude, like, try to die. Almost. Try to not die. He did everything he could to get out of there. Oh, man. I'm like, I'm sitting here. It's whatever. What lights out was 605? 610. 610. Lights out at 610, so it is what approximately... Because usually lights, lights out, out and go to sleep. Like, tip off. Tip off. Oh, so at the, yeah, at the start of the race, right, it's five red lights, and then they turn off. And when they turn off, the race starts. So uh-huh. yeah, they don't in F1, flag, they say, lights out, out we're away. Um, so this happened uh, coming out of, if I remember correctly, turn four. Three. Coming out of turn three even shorter even a shorter amount of time because these at the start of the race they were running lap times at like a minute 30 with all the fuel and the extra weight it was like 130 for a lap time so three turns into a minute and 30 second long lap was 15 seconds uh, yeah ballpark it at 15 seconds i'm sitting there it is 610 and 15 seconds in the AM, and I watch an entire F1 car fucking explode. <laughs> and I'm texting Jake like crazy. Holy crap, this is insane. What is going on? And th- it was a weekend where Jake slept in a little bit, which, mm-hmm. n- like... Never happens. Never happens, but it happened this weekend. No big deal. Ah. Uh, this car explodes, right? And and pre-post Malone is an F1 fan, but she always sleeps in a little bit. She She's a halfway through the race viewer. She wants to show up and find out that Lewis Hamilton is in the lead by 20 seconds, and <laughs> then she is content. So I come sprinting upstairs, swing the door of the bedroom open, and... Mm-hmm. Like she hears this and wakes up enough to be like looking at me when I get to the door frame. And so I see her eyes are open and I just yell way too loud. Roman Grosjean's car just fucking exploded. (laughs) (laughs) And I turn and leave the I don't even wait for her response. I just turn and leave. You're gone. (laughs) It's like a kid when it's Christmas morning. Santa came. Yeah, exactly. And he's gone. And 
it's like the bad the bad version of Santa came because at this point right. I don't know like the dog I shit on the this. stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I did this before I knew that like he had gotten out of the car. Like I saw it explode and ran upstairs. And so I think in my head, this guy he's dead. Right. Roman Grosjean is dead. His car was split in half. And it exploded. <laughs> like cartoon what? explosion. Yes. Like this is something out of a Fast and Furious movie. Those, the, one of those action movies where every dude in the room is sitting back going, doesn't happen that way in real life. We all know that, right? Like cars don't just explode, right? We all know that. No, they do. They do explode. When they're when full they get- of jet fuel. <laughs> they're full of jet fuel and hit a guardrail and get cut in half. Yeah, and, and so I wake up at like 7:10 and just groggy. I'm like, oh no, I missed, I missed the whole race. Well, maybe I can see the finish. And I turn on ESPN to see red flag lap two. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what, what? <laughs> and that's when I get a text. <laughs> Dude, look at this. Oh, yeah, shit. It was insane. And, like, later on in that same race, the same guy, uh, Kvyat, he was involved in another act incident with Lance Stroll that literally tipped his car over on its head. It, yeah, Lance it Stroll flipped gets it. flipped. So his the top of his car is on the ground and the wheels are up. <laughs> and the entire, like... F1 community, including the the commentators, everybody was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, in that situation, like the car is is built with with all of the safety features that like it getting flipped over is almost like a normal wreck. Like that, okay, it happens, right? And Lance Stroll, it was like immediately identified that Lance Stroll was a hundred percent okay. Like, right. His helmet didn't even hit the ground until he was like crawling out from underneath his car. Like he no concussions, no probably not even bruises and abrasions. Like he's a hundred percent fine. Yeah. Pissed yeah. off because Daniel Kivyet that race weekend was a fucking moron, but it's a separate thing that we'll probably talk about. Um but yeah, like after Grosjean explodes, Landstroll being flipped over was like So we're gonna Get his car out of the way. I guess we gotta on. flip it. We gotta flip it back over, right? <laughs> like, or can we okay. just carry it out of here? <laughs> they go like yellow flag. They pull his car off to the side, and they were like, "Keep going." Like, like, we're, we're fine. Good. We'll just be sweeping over here. Be careful. Yeah, we're, he's not on the racing line at all. Other side of the track, everything's fine. Okay. Well, and the, the funny thing about it is like, yeah, it was a car flipping over on its uh, uh, inverted, but at the same time, it didn't even look bad. It didn't look like a bad crash. It just burp, up and over. And so, yeah, like part of it was we had been deadened by the fact that Grosjean died, and the other fact was is just like, oh well, he's fine. Yeah. And and I think a little of it was, oh well, it was Stroll. That. That was definitely part of it for me because, you know, we've discussed ad nauseum my thoughts on Stroll. Um, Like, it was like, yeah, move on. Like, especially that's that thing is those is the moment that you find out the driver is okay, You immediately start assessing, like, how much you actually care about 
the crash, right? Like, right. And like you said, when you find out Roman like survived the car in half explosion and is now fine. Now we can joke fine. about it. Like, yeah, he's got minor minor burns on his hand and apparently some sort of a uh, broken rib, like yeah, a probably a, from a, trying to crawl out from under the the halo. Right? He gets out. He's all good. He's already tweeting and stuff <laughs> in the hospital that he's fine. Yay. Remind me of Halo in a minute. Halo. We're good. And then. Did you see that? Yes. Mike and Perry. You, we'll get to no. it. And, <laughs> and then it's like, there's no radio contact. There's a whole panic with, with Grosjean. You don't know what's going on for several. he's on fire. Because he's on fire. They're, you know, extinguishing him, all that stuff. And then you. Pop over, you see the stroll thing, and the first thing they play is the radio transmission from, you know, from the paddock out. And they're like, hey, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm totally fine. You're like, what the hell happened? And he's already asking about, like, how it even right. happened because he's yeah. literally 100% okay. <laughs> well, I actually, today, I, I went through and I found it on YouTube. I found the radio from most of the guys and it's really interesting to hear the ways that the different guys react. Like first words out of, I think it was it was both Vettel and Hamilton. First words was, "Is he okay? Mm-hmm. Is everyone okay?" It was the first things that they both said. Leclerc was just like, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fuck." <laughs> I heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And then like, like then they get oh. to Kimi Räikkönen and he's like, "Is he all right?" Like, yes, Kimmy, he's fine. Okay, he's okay. (laughs) I've heard some of the things that Kimmy says over the radio and the tone at which he says it. It's like, I feel like he's just tired of driving F1. Like, he just doesn't want to be there anymore. Like prepping for his his future in NPR is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys heard of my sweaty balls? We're coming to you live from F1's... Monza, this is <laughs> and we're going to be discussing the Temple of Speed and just what we can expect out of these these cars that are essentially jet fighters next to the ground. But first, <laughs> we have a word from our local sponsors, Tanya's Yogurt. It's delicious, it's nutritious, it's Tanya's Yogurt. This is Kimi Raikkonen in Raikkonen right here. I'm, I'm the what is it on Parks and Rec they have oh. jazz jazz over jazz. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's oh. Kimmy's NPR show is F1 over F1 where it plays a full audio replay of two F1 races at the same time. You know, listen. Yeah, we're now listening to 1998 Spa, um, a Michael Schumacher win, and at the same time we'll be listening to and Senna's. 1984 Brazil win. Yeah, and it's just. <laughs> yeah, there's no actual commentary. You just hear the cars going yeah, around the track, and it's just, all recorded from like corner one. Yeah. You don't hear anything for a long time, and you're. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what an overtake by Schumacher! <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Kimmy, the Iceman. Raikkonen. Signing off. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> What's that? Give me Iceman Raikkonen. Well, this is his nickname. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, but it's funny the way he said it. Kimmy, the ice man. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Right. Dot, dot, dot. Um, yeah. Reikonen. <laughs> <laughs> the question test that Kimmy Reikonen is the best name in all of, like, professional competition on the planet. Well, it's, like, a, it's a great name for a professional athlete or hot chick. It, it is an excellent that's name. A, that's a better spot for it. But, like, regardless, it's just a great – whether he was a, a Hall of Fame F1 driver or a hot chick, it's one of the best names on the planet. Kimmy Reichen, it come on, like that's a cool feels like name. it's like something. <laughs> it's no Snake Plissken, like, damn, uh, love it. Damn, and then wait, we are gonna we're gonna wind it back just a little bit Run it back, to boy. talking about the actual race because not only do we have Grosjean explode less than a lap in, we got Stroll flipping over on like lap three. We get to the end of the race and with two laps left. Sergio Perez's car just fucking explodes on him, too. Yeah. Back end, just catches fire. Just catastrophic engine fit. Well, power unit failure. And it was so badass that the white smoke is coming out the end. And you could tell that Perez was probably either told by it or saw it, heard it, whatever, and was like, fuck it, and just kept driving. Just punched it. He's like, send it. He's just full send. He's like, it's only... It's either I finish or it gets worse. Like, there's no middle ground here. Like, the car's done for, and he just goes, and he makes it a decent You're done, man. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, okay, shut it off. Shut it off. It wasn't until there was actual fire coming out of the back of his car that he finally pulls over, turns it off. If I go faster, it'll put out the flames. (laughs) <laughs> that works with brakes. No, Michael. Learn that. Lewis Hamilton taught me that that works with brakes. If you go faster, it puts out if the flame. If your brakes catch on fire, keep driving. That's a thing. Because <laughs> was it let? It was either letter. There's like a fluid leak. Right. Then it was then you, with, could, then you could catch fire. Right. It was. I think it was the Letterman interview where he's driving that whatever Mercedes billion super oh, yeah. fast. Station and he wagon. Burns the t- he burns the and they like, off of it. They like stop and they get out, and Hamilton looks down and you can see fire coming out of the brakes through like the wheel. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, get back in, get back in. And Letterman's like, oh, and hops in and he fucking punches it out of there in the air, like cooled the brakes off and and they didn't like it put out the fire. But the way Hamilton like. It's like, hey, hop in, hop in, let's go, let's go. I would imagine not all cars work that way. Probably, but that one did. Yeah, that one did. (laughs) It's it's super funny, too, because he's driving this, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a a high-end Mercedes, but he's driving it on the F1 line on this track with David Letterman in the car with him and just absolutely tearing the wheels off this thing. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was that was hilarious like i think about every once in a while i i'll laugh when i'm in traffic because you know I, I don't drive slowly but like i think about when hamilton he's like letterman asked him, was like yeah. did you ever get pulled over and someone's like well who do you think you are lewis hamilton and it's like yeah it actually did happen once it's like i can imagine the, he's like well who do you think you're lewis hamilton oh i guess you're lewis hamilton yeah <laughs> <laughs> It was funny hearing Lewis Hamilton say out loud that he doesn't like driving. Right. 
They huh. were like, Letterman's like, what? And he's like, yeah. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I like racing. I like racing, but like normal everyday driving. Like going like, to the store is stupid. Gotcha. He's like, no, I got a, I got someone for that. <laughs> like, I, I can totally, I can understand that because if like if driving yeah. normal for you is 180 miles per hour, 35 must feel like agony. Yeah. Yeah. And when you you think about like on an F1 track, it's it's. 18 of the best drivers in the world and then also Lance Stroll and Nicholas Latifi. And so like they're all trying to do the same thing in the same direction at essentially the same time. And then you're out in like normal roads and you don't know what this jackass is doing. His turn signals on too late. He tries to cut you off. You're, You're like, no, 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 this is not. I'm Lewis Hamilton. There's a blue light that flashes when I'm behind you. You get out of my way. That's how I drive. I drive with the blue flags, and those don't happen when you're going to the grocery store. That's not cool. <laughs> That's not cool. That's not cool. But we have, um, speaking of Lewis Hamilton, we're, we're going to keep it just, we're going to get all of this out of the way right off the bat. Um, he's positive for COVID, so he won't be racing next week. Uh, but they did oh, slide. No. He's going to lose his lead. No, no. No, he's not. No, he, he already won. But yeah, they're going to slide in George Russell. They're going to bring in um, an F2 guy to drive. And on top of that, they announced that Michael Schumacher's son, Mick Schumacher, is going to be driving next year uh, for one of the the hapless Haas. Uh, So it'll be. Hapless Haas! (laughs) So it'll be a a double rookie team for Haas, and we'll see what happens there. But I'm really excited to see what Mick Schumacher can do in a, a car. Little shoes. L- little shoes, as I like to call them. Little shoes. Um, I'm interested to see what is now going to be the is it the third third or fourth paid driver on the grid when Haas brings in I don't know how to say his last name but it's Mazepin. spelled Mazepin. Mazepin, I think. Okay, I've just said Maze Pin because I'm waiting for Crofty to tell me how to actually say it. Um, <laughs> Apparently, uh, pre-post Malone has read some articles saying that, like, this guy's going to be, like, a real liability. Oh, wow. Like, he he's obviously good at right. There's actually some pretty strict, like, guidelines to become an F1 driver, regardless of how much money your dad has. Like, right, your super license is what it is. Yeah, super license is, is not easy to get, no matter what, like... Credit where credit is due, unfortunately, Lance Stroll earned his super license. Like, he he did the things he needed to do. He's just not very good. Um, this guy, Mazpin or Mazepin or whatever, is, like, a big-time partier, and his he dad looks is... Like it. He looks like, uh, like a cross between Dolph Lundgren and Val Kilmer. Yeah. Like, but, like... Val I... Kilmer now? No. Yeah. Top Gun. <laughs> And he, uh, but his either dad, of those would have been funny. <laughs> his dad, like, has like had to pay off government uh, agencies and stuff to get his son out of trouble. Is he Saudi? No, oh. he's Russian. Oh, oh, there you go. It's like, but like he, he just he like parties, and so like I'm wondering if we're losing we're losing one his Russian in India, Kvyat. And we're picking up a new Russian in whatever Mazpin's first name is. 
Um, he's just he's he's even worse. I yeah I imagine I imagine it's like Vladimir or something like that. Dmitry Mazkin. <laughs> um, Mike. <laughs> my name is Steve. You're like what the fuck? Anyway. Uh, Hello, yeah. my name is Steve. Like Hello, we've got. Hello, my name is Steve. Daniil Kvyat not paying attention to what's going on around him and causing two accidents last week. And now we're going to lose him next year because he doesn't have a seat and we're going to replace him with a Russian who apparently doesn't pay attention to anything because he just parties all the time. So probably going to be great. It'd be hard to live in party. Monaco and not not uh, live in Monaco. I'm just saying <laughs> uh, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen are able to live there and like do good things with their lives. So oh, fair enough. Just saying. And also freaking who who's the guy you like? That guy. Science. No, Leclerc. Yeah, him. Leclerc was born and raised in Monaco. Yeah, so it's all old hat to him. Can you it's imagine like... just being born in a place like that? Like that like literally <laughs> that's just your life is just oh, I live in Monaco. Like I I was born here. <laughs> <laughs> That like would be I awesome. That grew up in Vegas, but cooler. Right, like I actually, I used to hang out with like uh, uh, Duncan. Used, uh, my old buddy Duncan used to. He lives in Vegas now, but that's where he was from, and so like mm-hmm. hanging out with him, like everything was just ba- basically Vegas parties all the time. Like that sounds. I like Vegas parties. That's awesome. <laughs> I just think that's oh. like that's like just crazy that you could. Just but you're be... from somewhere. Yeah, like. <laughs> This is crazy that you're from somewhere. Like, I, and those people, people are like, are from where are you place. from? And I'm like, Eugene. And they're like, oh. But if you're like, <laughs> I'm from Monaco, everyone's like, wait, what? Like the you game Monaco the, GP? Like, you just yes. became the coolest guy in the room. Yeah, I call him October. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. But anyway, but that's our that's our F one rants. Yeah. It only took us forever. Our like... F one rants. I like that. If we if we ever do an an F one offshoot podcast, it's going to be called F one rants <laughs> with a Z. That's funny. I Z's had an idea for a different direction of going for a podcast. Well, everyone was in the bathroom. What if we did a podcast where we're all in the bathroom? No. <laughs> 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 we can call it the shit show. Oh, I poop right. faster than both of you. <laughs> well, you don't have to be we have pooping to the whole time. Do we have to coordinate our poops? Yeah, I didn't say you had to poop the whole time. Do we have to coordinate our poops? This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, all right, everybody planned to shit at Hold 7 it. o'clock on Friday. Yeah. Hold it. You're like some sort of like colonial time like battle general. <laughs> Hold, hold, hold that Ethernet cable. <laughs> Welcome to the shit show. It's time for the shit show. Oh god. Is that movie? Hold, There's an Ethernet hold. cable just running into the bathroom. But the the problem is that you'd have fan noise constantly just. <laughs> Yeah, we, we could do like a we could do bits though like turn on the fan and be like we're in the weather chopper up here we're we're <laughs> checking out to make sure that the tornado isn't coming the 
weather's really shitty, trust me. Uh, there's weather today. Won't be selling any furniture. <laughs> what? I haven't told you that story? No. Oh, my God. I swear I have. Anyway. You at the furniture place? Yeah. So I was selling furniture, and this dude who reminded me of Paul Bearer would come in, and he was like, every time he'd come in and it was a slow day, be like, hey, how's it going? Ah, uh, Jim, you know, it's uh, kind of slow today. <laughs> Is that he'd be like, well, you know, it's it's really sunny out there. People are out out with their families. They don't want to be buying furniture. I'm like, yeah, that's the way way it goes. <laughs> Fall comes around. Hey, what's uh, what's going on? Uh, we're we're pretty slow, Jim. Well, you know, it's uh, it's kind of <laughs> windy out there. People don't like driving in the wind. It's like it's rainy. It's snowy. It's too this. It's too that. And it got to the point where I said, oh, there's weather today. People aren't going to want to buy furniture. That's funny. Any day that there's weather, people don't want to buy furniture. Ironically, that's the same reason we didn't have Sonic in Oregon for a long time. Because there's weather? Sonic, yes, exactly. Because Sonic is located in Oklahoma, uh, the headquarters, and all of their Sonics are drive-ins. And they thought that people in the Pacific Northwest wouldn't want to go to a drive-in because it rains so much. They didn't like, know we don't stop living because yeah, it rains. <laughs> we just go do shit. It just happens. I just imagine people thinking like, "Yep, can't can't do that in Alaska. People don't like the snow." You're like, "Right. It snows every year in Alaska. Like they just that's life." <laughs> you wear bigger coats and a hood. Yeah, it's like, not that big it, of a deal. It leaves like 8 days a year that you can do anything in Seattle with that with that thought process. <laughs> I've I've tried to adopt the the persona of guy who the weather doesn't bother. Because no one wants to deal <laughs> with the guy who the weather doesn't bother. Uh, so, like, when I go out to the shop, I, I go in shorts and a t-shirt, and it's, like, 34 degrees, and I've got flip-flops on. And I'm like, hey, guys, what's going on? I can just I can just see the wheels here, and like, isn't this guy cold? I'm like, no. I'm weatherproof. I am weatherproof. I actually... I. I said that when I was working at the paper. Uh, the woman didn't know that I had spent the whole game in the press box, but it was like a baseball game that got interrupted by a torrential downpour that they decided to continue playing because that's how high school sports work. It's like, oh, the field's completely underwater. We can play. <laughs> and so, like, I get back to the back to the shop and I'm basically dry. And the woman says, "She's like, how are you like not just completely cold and wet?" I'm like. I'm weatherproof. <laughs> I ran. Uh, I was Jake. I was very very <laughs> slow, but I was on the track team, right? And in high school, track runs at the same time as the baseball season. Hey, and runs at Alex. There was oh, it was really really funny because the one guy tried to make fun of right baseball players tried to make fun of track guys, and they were like. Track is lame. All you guys do is run around in a circle, to which we responded, you run around a square. Uh, and they didn't really have a, around a square. They, they didn't really have a comeback for that. And then the other one was, I said, uh, at least our track meets finish in the rain. When it's raining in Harrisburg, you guys cancel your baseball game. And they were like, ah, 
dang. <laughs> there was there was like this weird co- there was like this weird colloquial rule in in Lebanon that like if you could see the radio tower on the hill then you could play your game because it wasn't going to rain hard enough to ruin it. That's and, awesome. Huh. And like no matter what as long as you could see the radio tower the the weather would hold up. It was the weirdest shit. Like but it, like if it started raining I'd turn and look no weather tower. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is some spooky shit. <laughs> That's pretty we, awesome. For football in Glendale, there's a similar thing with uh, the smoke. There's a certain hill we have to be able to see, and that if we can see this hill five miles away, then the, the air quality is all it's clear enough that we can practice or have our games. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Is somebody out there with a big old fan trying to blow the smoke up the hill? I don't know. That was the sound I made for the the shit show fan earlier. So I brought that, I brought that sound fan. effect back. It's the same fan. It's okay. Same fan. That's, hey, big that's, fan. A, that's, that's that's big fan. That's okay because it's like it's like our show. It's the same fan every time. Uh, but. <laughs> I also wanted to talk now that now that we've got our F one out of the way. I wanted to talk about the Mike Tyson fight. I want to talk about the fight before the Mike Tyson fight, but keep going. Oh yeah, well, let's let's go guy. ahead because I didn't see that because I f- fuck the Paul brothers, dude. Definitely fuck the Paul brothers. But here's the thing, and we texted about it a little bit. I watch. I just watched the like the fight highlights because apparently, so if you don't know. Uh, Jake Paul knocked out Nate Robinson. Like, that's how the fight ended. No big deal. But it happened, like, early in the second round. So, like, yeah. the fight highlights on YouTube were the whole fight. It's like a six-minute video. So I watched just the whole fight, essentially. And my first thought when he put Nate Robinson down, it was like a clean punch, whatever, two kind of – I guess technically professional fighters because they're getting paid for it, but definitely amateur fighters, if that makes any sense. Right. Um, he puts down Nate Robinson, and the first thing I thought was, man, Jake Paul knocked out a Husky, finally did something good with his life. <laughs> I was like, for one second, I was proud of him. And then the video that I was watching goes on to the post-fight interview. Oh, God. And – like the, f- the the two things that Jake Paul says almost immediately are one that his entire life has been a fight so this is nothing new to him and i was like no it hasn't you've been youtube famous since you were like 14 dude like right. you've been a millionaire since y- you were an early teen shut up like it's like when kylie jenner was the youngest billionaire ever yeah yeah i was like i'm like get out of here jake paul and i did some vague research and talk to some people who follow instagram and youtube influencers more than me the biggest struggle like jake paul's been through is his parents got divorced i was like oh big deal you have two christmases now shut the fuck up like (laughs) don't care and then he goes on to say the next person he wants to fight is freaking conor mcgregor McGregor. he wants to dylan dennis i don't give a shit about dylan dennis i don't know who that is dylan Dylan Dennis is is Conor McGregor's jiu-jitsu coach. Oh, okay. he also fights in. So the guy um, who trains Conor McGregor. Or, yeah. Okay. But in but not in boxing in jiu-jitsu. In jiu-jitsu. So what I'm saying is he's the guy Khabib jumped over the fence and went after. 
Gotcha. Fair enough. The only thing that I, I don't like, care. I only know who Conor McGregor was of those two names. Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Who and, the fuck is that guy? And he, he like, he Puppet says, 12. I'm going to, not only do I want to fight Conor McGregor, I'm going to knock him out. And it was like, well, you took, you took the one good thing you did with your life, knock out a husky. Uh, and destroyed it by saying the dumbest shit I've ever heard somebody say. You have you have a profession quote unquote professional fight record of two and zero against Nate Robinson and some other guy I've never heard of. Uh, and now you're going after Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor will take a, a Floyd Money Mayweather paycheck of a hundred million dollars to knock you out using only his right hand. Like, <laughs> to which I responded, and he's left-handed. Yeah, I was going to say, he's a southpaw, yeah? For, for like, yeah. That's a jab. This is jabs. He, boom. He'll knock you out. Like, it, Conor McGregor has literally dedicated his life to beating the shit out of people very effectively. Um, and you, Jake Paul, like, I don't know, hit the bench press pretty hard for six months and thought, I could probably punch somebody. <laughs> well, his brother, Logan, has called out LeBron multiple times for a fight. Like look up what does that even what does that even do like calling out <laughs> anyone that isn't like a fighter just doesn't make sense to me especially when like LeBron James is literally a billion dollar enterprise he's not going to put any of that at risk so that way he could maybe knock out a YouTube star like oh well, brother who gives a shit like call out real fighters and then get your ass beat, Paul Brothers. Like <laughs> so, the one that called out LeBron tried to box Paulo Costa, who, uh, if you don't follow UFC, he's a 185 pound guy. He la- last fought um, Israel at Adesanya for the title and got his ass handed to him. But he 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 sparred with Logan Paul. Logan Paul's got full headgear on. Paulo Costa none. And just fucking clocks him, just destroys him. You see his fucking head just snap. And I'm like, and that's a guy that can't box. Okay. <laughs> that's I, a guy that can't box. Like, yeah. Floyd Mayweather is like one of the most, I mean, maybe the most successful boxer of his weight ever. Like, 51 and 0, all of that stuff. Floyd Mayweather is the statistical goat. There you go. And Conor McGregor, who isn't a boxer, like legitimately held his own in that fight for like six rounds. Yeah, like until Floyd got and bored. And then he gassed out. And yeah, then right. he gassed out because yeah. he's not used to fighting that long. It's a whole cardio thing. Right. Like, cool. Right. And. Jake Paul wants to f- wants to fight that guy. Either either way they go, whether it's boxing or like you know mixed martial arts, UFC, MMA style, you don't stand a chance, Jake Paul. Like no. why even say that dumb shit? Call out like because the up and covers. Or- that's why. Right, and and that's exactly it. But that's like it. so terrible. You, you laugh because about he called out Dylan Dennis too, but nobody knows who that is. Right. You know, that's what I'm saying. And that's a dude that's more at his skill level. He'll, he would probably beat Dylan Dennis in a boxing match in a MMA match. Not a chance. Like mm-hmm. he'll get his arm broken. But 
in boxing, like you'll probably beat Dylan Dennis. He's not a boxer. But to be fair, to be fair, we wouldn't be talking about any of it, any of this if it wasn't for the main event of the night: That's Mike true. Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Uh-huh. in eight rounds of two-minute pillow fighting. Tell <laughs> <laughs> Roy Jones commentating the whole fighting. thing. Who? I'm right. sorry. I said, tell Roy Jones it was pillow fighting because he fucking hated it afterwards. Dude, that was the funniest, the funniest oh God. <clears throat> like post-fight interview because like you could tell that Mike Tyson was holding back. Yeah. Like he he would get his combos in and then you would see an opening and the killer Mike Tyson would have put Roy Jones just, on his ass. Yeah, he just he would stop. He would and go he would, body 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 and then that's where he would normally throw the the right hook and he yeah. would just not. He just, like, he just wouldn't do it. Just wouldn't throw it. But for and the only time he threw hooks were when they when before he set anything up, he would just shift his weight a little bit and then throw the hook. Well, Roy Jones, being Roy Jones, would duck it. Right. Looks good. But, but Mike <laughs> knew everyone wanted to see a hook. Exactly. So yeah, basically Mike Tyson just beat up Roy Jones for 16 minutes. Oh, like I don't think Roy got even any consistent offense or, or really hurt Mike at any point. Um, and at the end, of, and they declare it a draw. Like it was very clear that they that I mean it was like it was like Rocky Balboa versus stats? Thunderlips. No, I didn't see the punch stats, it but it was like, like yeah, it was like sixty-five to twenty-five in favor of Mike Tyson. Um, punches landed, and the percentage was I can't remember what the percentages were, but they were clearly in Tyson's favor. Yeah, and like the the dude who was doing the broadcast was like he he called it eight zero for Mike Tyson, and then they're like, and it's a draw. <laughs> Everybody's mm-hmm. like, okay, all right, I guess it's for charity. But like right. at the end of it, the best part <laughs> yeah. is like they they interview Mike Tyson, and they're like, yeah, they neither nobody goes over. Perfect way to go, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, Mike, you know, what do you, what do you do? He's like, oh, yeah, you know, Roy Jones is a great fighter. You know, uh, really nice to have him. You know, the next time I'm going to do, do this. How do you feel about a draw? Oh, I feel great about a draw. You know, Roy Jones is a good fighter. I'm going to get him another payday the next time we do something like this. <laughs> but I'm really happy to be doing these fights for charity. And, Roy, and Roy Jones, Jones how, do you, how do you feel about this draw? I, I don't like it at all, you know. I think that's <laughs> <laughs> he He went from, I don't like it at all. I think I won. To I think the draw is fair and it was for a good cause. Like all in the same like paragraph. Right. It was, uh, it it was, was awesome. Yeah, it was so funny. It's like I understand that there's the pride of a boxer, but dude, you just got your ass handed to you, <laughs> and you got by the guy like who paid you to blood be there for a week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> By the guy and, and like Mike was trying to give him so much credit. He's like, "Hey man, you, you really stood in there. You took some. You took some bombs, man." And it's like, "No, no, Mike, you didn't throw them. We've been watching you for months. That was not you throwing full strength no. punches." I mean, he, like to the body, he was ripping him to the body. Like yeah. those were not. Oh man, watching the replays in slow motion, you see when Roy would get hit in the ribs, the fucking ripple effect was just oh ah, I hurt. I hurt for that. It was brutal. Do you see what uh, was it Holyfield said afterwards? I did um, not. He I had. <laughs> I just saw something, you know, TMZ Sports or some stupid interview like that, where he said that he thinks Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson could 
could get in shape enough to get a legitimate title fight. Like, and I just thought after what I saw, like, is it, isn't it freaking Tyson Fury is like uh-huh. the champion right uh-huh. after what Tyson Fury I've seen him do in the ring. Do not put Mike Tyson against him. Like, no, no don't. That's, that's giving up 60 pounds and, and like a foot. And like also death. 20 like, years of age. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Tyson Fury and, and would kill him. I mean, literally, if he dies, he dies would be the <laughs> fight quote. If he like, dies, he dies is the name of this episode. Like, uh. that's it. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing to say to that. Like. Tyson Fury would be like, I don't know, he'll either survive or I'm gonna Ivan Drago his ass. Like, we'll find out in like that four rounds. Like what he would say too. You know what I mean? Like, Tyson Fury wouldn't fight him though. I mean, he's no. literally named after Mike Tyson. That's right. where his name comes from. Yeah. He's like, I'm... I, I still, if if the for the next fight, if I'm Tyson Fury, I'm coming out in in the 45 pound training vest. <laughs> <laughs> he should. Wear he it really to the ring. should. Like, you should get on eBay and find the costume and buy it. <laughs> buy Not it, like a copy. Went... Just buy his whole costume. Be like, all right, like, now it's your excuse. I lost. I don't want to keep that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you funny. imagine, but, um, like, what is it? What's his name? Deontay Wilder, right? Yeah. 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 We've he's already like, forgotten. He's like, I'm going to sell <laughs> the costume for charity. And then... Tyson Fury buys it anonymously. He would do giving the money to charity, oh. and then comes out to the third, the third and final like rematch oh. in that costume. And he's like, "Yeah, Man. I was, I was kitten lover six five four three on eBay, bitch. Like I'm ready." Poon Tappa on eBay. He's like, "Where? Who do you think about this? I was all three of those top bidders. Like, I made oh, sure I had this. Funny. Now I'm gonna beat the shit out of you, and you won't have an excuse." Oh, I would speaking love of, that. Speaking of uh, coming to the ring and and Halo, Robin, talk about. <laughs> oh yeah. Talk about the so, silliness. It's some good so stuff. We kind of touched on it a bit ago, but um, not this last weekend. The weekend before, there was a pay per view. I think it was like UFC 255. And uh, Platinum Mike Perry making his his first fight since going to to alcohol rehab uh, <laughs> <laughs> after knocking out an old dude in public. He gets on his way to come out to his fight, and he didn't make weight. He was like seven pounds over, and uh, not close. He's he's walking out, and he starts, and he's like, "They're playing the wrong song," and then he's like, "Is that fucking Halo?" And it's fucking Beyonce, Halo. And he just starts, he's like, fuck it, I'm going to rock it. And he just starts singing to it, Halo. <laughs> it was awesome. The announcers were like, uh, that's a weird song selection. Oh, he didn't pick, well, he's going with it. That's awesome. <laughs> I love, yeah, it's like the, the wheel of, uh, yeah. the bell curve of, of realization. They're like, why would you exactly. come to Halo by, Wait, oh, what? oh. <laughs> which is super funny because in my head having not seen this event take place when you said they started playing halo i was thinking of like the halo 2 theme song like oh. and i was like that would be like an awesome song the, the monks chanting oh. yeah that would be cool like, i was like i wouldn't be mad at that at all and then you were like yeah it's beyonce halo and i was like 
Oh, that's way funnier. <laughs> I think he threw the fight because if he would have won, he would have had to come out to that every time. Exactly. He's still really... my. He's a weird enough dude. Like his corner person, he he doesn't want a, a trainer in his corner because he says he knows how to fight and he's not going to listen to somebody who isn't in the fight tell him what to do. So he wants somebody he trusts in there. So he had his pregnant fiance, yeah. like nine months pregnant, in his corner, and that was his only. His only corner man. He's like, you're doing good, baby. I'm just over here in labor. Don't mind me. He's like, he's like bleeding out of the thing, and she's like, I don't, I don't know how to fix that. Just so you know, like I don't, I don't the the compress and the stuff. I don't know how to do that. Can we get Applebee's afterwards? She's like, I've got a tampon. Just press it on there. He's like, why do you have a tampon? You're nine months pregnant. Right. I always have a tampon. She's like, Extra. women don't clean out their purse. You know that. I also have Thank a receipt you. from Target from eight months ago. Also, just for general concern, <laughs> tampons are good for stopping nosebleeds. Yeah. Well, everybody knows Cut that. Cut them in half. Yep. Boom, boom. Both sides. One side has a nice string you can pull it out with. That's easy. The other side, you kind of have to get in there. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful with the other one. You yeah. can just do the the gym teacher nose blow. Of course, they they also make them for your nose. Do they like, know? Smaller ones, yeah. It's about time. Yeah. It's about I'm time those scientists got on it. I have a, I have a heavy <laughs> nose flow and a wide set nostril. I need those supers. <laughs> <laughs> It's not my fault. I have a wide vagina. These people, they could have been anywhere in the world. They're here with us. We appreciate that. Make sure you're checking us out on all of our social medias. But for this episode, this edition of my show with Alex and Jake, good night, universe. Go Ducks! Go Ducks. I can't believe you're going to end it on a mean girl's quote. Oh, oh, and right on Wednesdays here. we wear pink. On Wednesdays we wear pink. All right, later, boys. Thank you.